The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The most important thing about your business could be how your products are packaged. Packaging is the signature that you leave everywhere, and it speaks volumes about who you are and what you do. This is Ditch the Box with David Marinak. In today's show, we'll talk about marketing, increased sales, and how it relates to product packaging. Have you explored alternatives like flexible packaging? You should. It can save your company a bundle. Now, here is David Marinak. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ditch the Box, the marketing slash flexible retail packaging slash how to build your brand radio show. I'm David Marinak, your host. As you know, our show is about marketing and flexible retail packaging with a few related topics in between, such as how to build your brand, dealing with retailers, and even supply chain. Today's guest is Laura Zelinsky, Editor-in-Chief of Brand Packaging. She'll share some of her insights on our crazy retail packaging world and also help us understand how using brand packaging, the publication, as a resource for industry and company knowledge and how advertising and promoting your product, service, and company via brand packaging can really pay big dividends. We're also excited to have Laura as our guest, segments two, three, and four today. So thank you for that in advance, Laura. But first, the news. Some brands you'll hear about today, Walmart, H.J. Hines, Kraft Foods, Hershey's, and even Smucker's. First, let's talk sustainability. One of the ahas from the soon-to-be-released 2015 EcoPulse study is that, indeed, a company's sustainability or social responsibility commitment is a reason to love the brand. In fact, when we asked Americans, can you name a brand you love and then ask why, environmental and CSR reasons are almost as prevalent as core functionality or performance features. By the way, the brands listed as loved brands weren't niche green brands, they were mainstream. Perhaps most interesting of all, we saw an enormous jump in the percentage of Americans who say they're putting their money where their hearts are on this issue. When asked, have you ever chosen one product over another or stopped purchasing a product based on environmental record of its manufacturer, 33% said yes. 75% actually could name a specific brand. That's interesting. For all you folks out there with plastic jars and bottles and canisters of products, such as rice, beans, sauces, and soups, you think that looks cool, and it does, but here's proof positive that consumers will decide to purchase a brand that is considerate of an environment versus one that is not. Think about that. Still on the topic of sustainability, this from our friend Anton Steeman in his blog post, Best in Packaging. When the consumer opens his or her lunch packaging and sees the carefully selected high-quality food items are transformed into an undefinable mass of debris, she will never return to that place again, meaning when everything is smushed together into one giant clump. And unfortunately, she will always blame the packaging. But when she opens the packaging and sees 
just the opposite, her delicious choice carefully stored and segmented, she will not only enjoy her meal, but probably return to that particular store thanks to the way her dinner was packaged. But there's more. Although we have concluded that the packaging has a backseat in these food outlets, at the end, the consumer has a confrontation with the packaging. It's crucial for the reputation of the food shop that the packaging format meets the preferences of the consumer. If not, she might see it as a reason not to return. Recent consumer surveys show that four out of five consider packaging as important when making purchasing decisions, and 85% consider packaging material part of the experience. This points irrevocably in the direction of sustainable packaging and indeed supports conclude that the consumer considers fiber-based packaging materials to be by far the most sustainable packaging material for ready-to-serve and consume meals. By the way, as a side note, Anton has agreed to be part of our Ditch the Box program and we're coordinating that time and date now. This guy travels the world all in the name of packaging and adventure. Russia, Kazakhstan, and the Amazon. This guy you'll love to hear from. He's fascinating. On to more news. The Hershey Company is planning to cut 300 jobs by the end of 2015 as it takes steps to allow for future growth. In an effort to drive long-term growth and increase margins, the chocolate maker is also simplifying its structure and unlocking growth potential in its core confectionery and emerging snack businesses. After initiating a voluntary separation for employees, Hershey will work to ease the burden of layoffs by assisting all impacted during transitions to other jobs. While Hershey's North America is back on track, with new product and Halloween orders bringing in necessary boost in the second half of the year, China Hershey isn't doing as well as it had hoped. In both April and May, the chocolate maker was unable to grow as much as it expected, and as a result, it had lower than expected expectations for organic net sales and operating income. Walmart's repackaging and branding highlights are disclosed for Great Value versions 2.0 and 2.1, along with information on Black Web Electronics and Pure Balance Premium Pet Food. The Great Value is Walmart's in-store brand. When Walmart talks, people listen, as were the case for this editor and dozens of others attentive audience members last week in Toronto, Canada, when Sandra Farwell, brand management and product design from Walmart Canada, spoke during the PAC Winning by Design conference. The day-long conference was co-located with the PAC-X trade show managed by Packaging Digest parent company UBM. What Farwell had to say was this. In her experience, very un-Walmart-like in that she was amazingly open about the retailer's plans for retooling the great value brands along with some other branding initiatives. Some key background points. Great, great value, known as GV brand, is the center tier of the retailer's three platforms of good, better, and best products and comprises 85% of those sales. GV is an NBE or a national brand equivalent. That's 20% lower in price. Every GV product is randomly tested for quality at least once yearly by a third-party lab. And GV Organics is launching on August 2015 in ambient, frozen, and dairy sections as well. Big Heart Pet Brands plans to consolidate work in its operations in Pittsburgh into its Orville, Ohio, USA headquarters, effective April 30, 2016. 
Closing of the Pittsburgh plant will affect 225 workers, and the company says relocation opportunities will be available to about 100 employees. We're committed to being fair to our employees, including offering severance packages and company-paid programs to those not relocating to assist in finding new employment. This is a statement from J.M. Smucker, parent company of Big Hard Brands. While difficult, this decision to consolidate our teams will allow us to leverage our existing systems, systems infrastructure at a headquarters while promoting consistency and efficiency in our service to your consumers and customers. Also from the pet world, Ainsworth Pet Nutrition in Meadville, Pennsylvania is volunteering voluntarily recalling five varieties of Rachel Ray Nutris wet cat food, including ocean fish alicious, lip smack and sardine and mackerel, ocean fish and ki- chicken cacciatore, and turkey perfection. Certain codes of paw-licking chicken and liberty liver due to potentially elevated levels of vitamin D. Symptoms of excessive vitamin D consumption usually develop within 12 to 36 hours of ingestion, which include vomiting and diarrhea, increased thirst and urination, and muscle tremors and seizures. Any cat experiencing these symptoms should be taken to the vet immediately. In the latest step towards soon-to-be-completed merger, the proposed Kraft H.J. Hines revealed the members of its new leadership team. Our leadership team represents the best of the best in business with proven track records for delivering results. This according to Bernardo Hess, future CEO of the company that will combine Northfield, Illinois-based Kraft Foods with Pittsburgh-based H.J. Hines. I'm thrilled that the world-class group of executives will join me to further strengthen our iconic brands with our industry-leading go-to market strategies, innovation pipeline, and global infrastructure. Just back from my trip to New York City and the fancy food show, Taste and Textures range from the mild creaminess of the basket ricotta to the sweet, sweet kick of salt of the earth Mayan, billed as brownie that bites you back. With every graduation in between, kale, ginger, pumpkin, both the fruit and the seeds remain popular flavor offerings while gluten-free and vegan alternatives continue to gain traction. Okay, folks, that's it. It's time for a quick break. When we come back, we'll be chatting with Laura Zielinski, Editor-in-Chief of Brand Packaging. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You've got a great product. And it's now on the store shelves at all the major big box retailers. So what's the problem? You are getting squeezed. Cost reductions are demanded from the retailers, and they are not letting up. So what are you going to do? You can give in and watch your margins disappear and hope you can make them up with other clients or with other products. You can say no and watch the retailers make deals with your competitors. Or you could say yes because you've discovered a way to increase your margins and even get lost margins back. At StandUpPouches.net, we live and breathe flexible retail packaging. We have factories that can run as few as 5,000 pieces and scale to millions without any change in quality. We are ISO 9000 and ISO 14000 approved and offer complete supply chain solutions using our Ohio warehouse. Your retail packaging is the voice of your brand. Don't use inferior packaging. 
Choose packaging that not only protects, but keeps products fresher for longer while building your brand. To learn more, visit us at www.standuppouches.net or call us at 866-440-2123. Engage with Andy Bush takes you inside the mind of a top global market and public policy analyst who has been featured regularly on CNBC, Yahoo Finance, and numerous radio and television programs. Our program will bring you guests and stories from the top of the political and business worlds. Each show includes Andy's point of view roundup and what it means for you at home. Life's complicated. Let Andy help you figure it out. Tune in every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinak. If you'd like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. Now, back to Ditch the Box. Welcome back, everyone, to Ditch the Box. We are happy and excited to have Laura Zielinski of Brand Packaging joining us now. Laura is editor-in-chief. In fact, her background in art and English led her to the position of web editor at BNP Media. She continued her work prior to brand packaging as an associate editor, environmental design and construction, and sustainable facility. Laura has a Bachelor of Science in English and Art from Bob Jones University based in Greenville, South Carolina, which, by the way, is a very nice part of the country, by the way. And Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, David. It's a privilege. Thank you. So let's start with Laura. Tell us a little bit more about Laura Zelensky. How did you get in brand, uh, get into brand packaging, by the way, of Detroit? Because I see that the 248 area code, I think it's Detroit slash Troy area, right? Yes, that's correct. Actually, um, I'm based in the suburb of Detroit in Lake Orion, and our motto there is where living is a vacation. So um, I really enjoy the part of the country that I'm in. I know most people hear Detroit and kind of cringe, but I'm in, I'm in a beautiful city north of that, and Detroit is um, coming back to its former splendor as well. But I started my career at BNP Media, um, Brand Packaging's parent company, as a web editor, like you just mentioned, um, for about eight or nine of our publications. And then shortly after, Environmental Design and Construction and Sustainable Facility asked me to come on board as their associate editor. And I loved being on those books for the years that I was on them, and the team that I worked with was fantastic. But when I heard that the position of editor at Brand was open, I jumped at that chance. Um, like you mentioned again in my bio, I studied graphic design and English in college, and uh, this magazine combines both of my two loves. So I was perfectly groomed for this book, and um, I didn't even know where my career was going to end up, but uh, it, it ended up fantastically for me. Yeah, and, and just the, the fact you did mention a few things there, I'll follow on. First of all, Detroit is getting a bad, has gotten a bad rap, but not anymore as far as the rest of us from the Midwest. I'm in Cleveland, another town that gets a bad rap, and um, I spent a lot of time in Detroit, have a lot of friends and relatives in the Detroit area, and it's definitely on its way back, and, and, and good for everybody here in the Midwest. But um, And brand packaging, too. You know, the, the whole thing with brand packaging, there's, and I know we'll cover that a little bit more in a few other questions, questions down the road, but um, brand packaging is just such a great, um, uh, I'm trying to find the right word, there's 
there's so much to it. If you haven't checked it out, um, our listeners, I definitely want them to go and check it out. There's so much more between the industry um, information and between the infographics and the different research that you've done. I mean, it really is a resource is kind of the word I was looking for, for any of us that are in the industry. Um, and it just... Uh, Anyhow, I just was babbling on that. But let, ask, tell me a little bit more about what uh, an editor-in-chief does in particular for brand packaging. You know, really, I handle everything on the editorial side of brand, um, from seeking out content, to writing articles, um, to handling the web material, getting speakers for our Packaging That Sells conference, uh, hosting the PTS show. Um, we, run, we run on a pretty tight ship over here. Most people think we have a whole staff of editors uh, before they really look at the masthead and then they see that it's, it's me. <laughs> so um, pretty much anything that is in the magazine or online um, comes from, from um, what I'm able to do with those in the industry. And one day I hope that um, we have a whole masthead full and we're always looking to increase the amount of content we put out there for our readers. Uh, and we're thankful for those in the industry that, that give us a hand with providing um, you know, all this daily information that they get from, from their jobs that we wouldn't be able to touch on if it weren't for them. Uh, so that's, that's most of my task is just handling everything on the editorial side. Which is, which is a ton, by the way. And, and like I was saying before, there, it's, it's such a resource for people like me and our company to be able to kind of go and grab that information um, as needed to based, based upon different industries that you guys serve. I mean, it's, it's, it's just an awesome resource. So tell us a little bit more. You kind of touched a little bit on BNP Media. What other kind of publications do they handle again? Uh, BMP has about 50 books in a lemon market, um, from the gaming industries, the candy industries, meat industries, um, construction, so a wide range, and uh, we've been in business since 1926. We're being led by the fourth generation of the founding family right now, three of the Henderson brothers, uh, and it's our mission to help industry professionals um, succeed through our trade publications by providing superior information, and it's such a fantastic, uh, innovative company to work for. It really is a privilege to be at BMP because they're always looking to expand um, the markets that we serve and to best serve them. And these great little publications, again, these little little slots or little uh, niches of the of the of different industries, and they they really mm-hmm. have um, developed a really great following and a great name. I, I think of uh, another company that I, I believe was based out of Detroit or or, or was at one time. Crane's Publications mm-hmm. um, also have kind of similar kind of a, a similar tract, if you will, and they're just vital to again people like us that need that information quickly and timely. So environmental design and construction and sustainability facility, try to, try to say that about 10 times. Um, that particular publication, I know that that was part of your um, background. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, environmental design and construction and uh, sustainable facility, both of them, unfortunately, have moved on. Um, they cater to the green building and maintenance industries, and uh, we have some some of our other books now serving um, serving the markets and providing similar content so those uh, those in the industry don't go unreached. But Sustainable Facility first moved merged into EDC um, in about, I think, 2000. 
2012, uh, so we could provide a book that um, was a total solution for designing, construction, uh, remodeling, operating, maintaining the sustainable built environment. And it was it was a gorgeous magazine. It was read, ran by an editor um, who understood the field, who truly got the readers, and it was it was a wonderful book, and it was a staple for many. I remember that. I mean, that really was that was unbelievable. At the heart of all this, you are a writer between articles and blog posts and reviewing writers that work for you. Do you think, you know, we're, we're being saturated? I, I say this, this personally. I've heard words like this from the blogs. And um, are we being saturated with the written word, if you will? I mean, is, there, is, that, is that, in your opinion, ever going to go away? Even more so than writing, my first love is reading. So selfishly, I want to say no, <laughs> um, and I sure hope it never does because um, you know I love I love reading and I love getting content in many formats, um, video snippets, webinars, so on. Um, but my personal favorite always will be reading because it's such a it's such a portable format and it's um, it's the way that I learn best. I know some people learn most visually and whatever, but I'm a reader at heart. And there certainly is a lot of content out there, and not all of it is great. Uh, which means we all have to wade through a lot and we have a lot to filter through. But thankfully, technology, it makes it pretty easy for, for us to find um, good and accurate information in the areas we're looking for if we just, you know, have the right places to search and use the right right uh, search terms. But I, I I know people always say that they're on to the newest and next thing, but I believe the I believe we'll always have the written word, and it will be um, a format many people, especially in the trades, uh, turn to to learn from. And I and I agree with you with that, and I'm glad you kind of supported that because I don't think. Um, it's interesting how it's kind of come full circle where, um, you know, everybody kind of got back into, well, the blogging kind of brought all this this kind of to the forefront. But, um, and I believe what you were saying is that it's never really going to go away. It may change where, you know, a month or two ago or six months ago, um, blog posts that were 2,000 words were very popular on Google. And now it's, it's now it's now not a word count in particular. It's it's the quality of the content. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing how much all of that has evolved. But at the end of the day, it is the written word. And, and it's not something that is ever going to be replaced. Yes, there's always going to be places for video. And yes, there's going to be places for mobile and those kind of things. But really, at the at the core of it is going to be the written word. And, and, and let's hope for both of us that it's not going to ever go away. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now, that, now that, again, to follow on to that, um, let's talk a little bit about um, the, as a marketer. We've got to not only be aware of creating great content, but but how our readers and clients will consume that content. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about the written word and our thoughts going forward with that, but you guys are also uh, knee deep into um, using other innovative ways in at brand packaging. I know you do a lot of work with the webinars. You do some other work with videos. What other kind of things are you are you currently using as part of in your tool belt, if you will, uh, um, at brand packaging? You know, we have a social media department that every time um, a new platform gets rolled out, they look into it, they see the viability of it, whether it makes sense for our magazines and whether it's a good way to provide um, information to our readership. And, you know, I think every platform is a different animal and marketers just have to adjust accordingly to whatever is being rolled out. 
you know, for instance, I'm an old house addict, and so I use Instagram, and I use Feedly to scroll through hundreds of images um, from, you know, accounts and blogs every day, and it's such a visual activity, and the enjoyment just can't be there in a, in a straight text. You're, you're right. looking at through the images. And um, videos are great for instructions. Um, you know, I've watched many a YouTube video for repairs um, that show something uh, easily in minutes, whereas trying to wade through an article or a diagram um, could be a little bit more difficult. I think anybody who's put together IKEA furniture or <laughs> similar right. would can right. attest to that. But, um, you know, I think... I think if if um, the content is is fitting the format that it's chosen for, um, companies will succeed with it. And uh, it's just a matter of making sure that you have the the desired formats available for the content and. Um, you know, doing those to the best of your ability. And other companies, um, you know, they do this well with their audiences always growing and shifting. And you don't want to change who you are for the readers. Sure. You want to be able to, you know, you want to be able to use the method that they want to get the information in. So, um, you know, that's why, we, that's why we start looking into, should we use an Instagram account? Should we use um, Twitter? Is LinkedIn best for our group? And right. uh, that's kind of our, our reasoning and our method in using different methods. We just want to make sure it's easy enough for everybody to get the information they want to get in the way that they want to get it. Yeah. Let me just kind of follow that up before we take our break. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on the whole mobile part of consuming? Because, I mean, Instagram and Pinterest and, and a lot of those other kind of things, everything kind of, um, you know, a lot of that can be very mobile. Um, mm-hmm. You know, does does brand packaging kind of have a have a thought um, as far as that that mobile consumption? Because, I, you know, I, again, just as just from the just from a consumption standpoint. Certainly, uh, we're we're um, we enjoy an audience that has about a fifty percent acceptance or preference to digital and to mobile and to versions outside of just print. Uh, so for us, yes, it certainly makes sense, and it's something that we want to figure out how to um, best get that information over on those platforms. And um, whether it's a straight, should we just put the magazines? you know, online as is, um, or do we need to create smaller articles for mobile? Obviously, we've got mobile responsive um, sites and e-newsletters, but again, like you said, um, you know, it's it's about the content and it's about how, how um, well the content is done, and sure. and then we're just trying to figure out, you know, is this, is this right for our audience and is this the way um, they want to do it without alienating those who still prefer print. And I think in the trade industries, a lot of a lot of them still prefer print, and they still prefer um, having that hard copy in front of them. But uh, like you said, times keep changing, um, and we want to be able to be right there with our readers. Well, and, and props to brand packaging because you guys have consistently been at the forefront of that. You you stay consistent with um, the the tried and true, the bricks and mortar, which we'll call the uh, the printed copy, if you will. But um, you guys are definitely at the forefront of some of the other you know the new platforms and and willing to try new stuff. We we all know that some things aren't going to stick. Um, and there's certain things that are going to evolve. Uh, but you know what? Good for you guys for continuing to, to try new things. Hey, Laura, we need to take a quick break. Uh, you'll be sticking with us through this break. So, folks, sit back and relax, and we'll be right back. Thanks. Thanks. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You've got a great product, and it's now on the store shelves at all the major big box retailers. So what's the problem? You are getting squeezed. Cost reductions are demanded from the retailers, and they are not letting up. So what are you going to do? You can give in and watch your margins disappear and hope you can make them up with other clients or with other products. You can say no and watch the retailers make deals with your competitors. Or you could say yes, because you've discovered a way to increase your margins and even get lost margins back. At StandUpPouches.net, we live and breathe flexible retail packaging. We have factories that can run as few as 5,000 pieces and scale to millions without any change in quality. We are ISO 9000 and ISO 14000 approved and offer complete supply chain solutions using our Ohio warehouse. Your retail packaging is the voice of your brand. Don't use inferior packaging. Choose packaging that not only protects, but keeps products fresher for longer while building your brand. To learn more, visit us at www.standuppouches.net or call us at 866-440-2123. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. are listening to Ditch the Box with David Maranak. If you'd like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. Now, back to Ditch the Box. Welcome back to Ditch the Box for segment number three. We're again chatting with Laura Zelensky, Editor-in-Chief of Brand Packaging. So, Laura, let's use this segment to really dig into brand packaging, the publication. So give us that 30,000-foot view of brand packaging. What is it? Who's it geared towards? Who could use it? Who could benefit from it? Just have at it. Just uh, Let's just chat about brand packaging, the publication. Certainly. Okay. Well, there's, there's definitely several other um, packaging publications out there in, in the industry, but brand packaging exists, um, we say, as the only source of consumer insights and um, successful branding examples really to help brand owners create packaging that connects with their consumers and we want to see them accelerate their sales at shelf. Um, so our magazine focuses on the design and the structure of consumer packaged goods. For a while it was a trend just to look at the graphics or the art um, but as many, many firms research have shown um, if the structure isn't working well you're going to lose out on a, a consumer. And you mentioned that in the news feeds at the beginning of the show but um, we want to look at both the design and the structure of the CPG um, company's packaging, and we want to ask brands to consider what their package says about their brand to their customers. Right. You know, right. Is it showing, um, is it a, a brand that cares basically about their needs? 
And um, to us, meaningful interactions with people are the goal. Uh, we don't want to see companies just making a quick buck at consumer expense. And I know, you know, companies don't want to do that too, but you don't want to get that perception of it either. Um, and we show brands how to do this while honestly turning a profit because there's nothing wrong with making money too um, as, right. long as, you're, as long as your customers know what's going on. And that's for our audience. Um, we speak to brands and then we speak to designers and then marketers and suppliers and manufacturers make up the, the um, tail end of our audience. There's a there's a ton of of information there, and and I and I and again, I'm just going to try to step back. And you had mentioned something, and I, I was going to follow up. Packaging is the voice of your brand, and if you do it right, because um, this this is top of mind for me, because I just got back for the fancy food show, and and you can really see it if the if a company is concerned um, about a about a consumer's needs, what they like they want um, it'll be reflective in their packaging um, mm-hmm. if they care about the environment if they care about um, you know making something easy to consume easy to store easy to reseal whatever it'll be reflective in their packaging and mm-hmm. and there's just a lot of um, that gets lost in the shuffle and brand packaging really helps people to kind of helps companies focus on that us especially um, and, and, and to follow up with that it's so amazing to me on the flip side of that, Laura, how many companies just, I don't want to say don't care because it's probably not the right way to put it. They think of packaging last. They do it at the yeah. last second. Mm-hmm. They go, well, we made this great product and we have this great rice pilaf and it's the wonderful flavors and we sourced it from all over the globe. And how do we package it? Uh, I don't know. How about you? I'm not sure. What and they end up um, saying, well, this this never worked because the it never sold at retail. Well, and no one ever thinks about did you did you design the packaging properly? Did you use the right colors? Did you think about who was going to consume this? Is it is it a mother with young children? Is it a is it somebody that's going to consume it? You know, all at once. I mean, it's it's just kind of mm-hmm. sad, you know, that a lot of people don't even pay attention until the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that's changing a little bit um, in the same way that uh, private labels has been stepping up their game over the last few years and turning themselves into in-store brands rather than just the generic option. But we still have a while to go in our industry, that's for sure. Um, but we're here to help uh, help people grow in their knowledge of what packaging actually does for a brand and how it affects your bottom line. And you've got, you know, I, I know, Oh, we've heard different studies, and I know you have too, that you've got like three seconds or four seconds mm-hmm. to grab someone's attention, and your packaging is, 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 that, is that attention grabber. And, you know, when you've, you've got bulky or inefficient or uh, clumsy packaging, the consumers are, are not stupid. They're very, very bright people. They're going to walk on past, and you've mm-hmm. got to be able to kind of, that's where brand packaging can really, can really help. Well, as a supplier of flexible retail packaging in our little world, um, let's just dig in a little bit further about, you know, what can we learn from brand packaging um, and why should we, I say we as us, but in general, um, why should we use it? I know it's a little repetitive to some of the things that you had mentioned before, but tell us a little bit more about, you know, what are the kind of things we can glean from brand packaging, like the research that you guys have done? Yes. I think 
I think the main thing is brands can't do it all. Um, they need design firms and suppliers and manufacturers to come alongside and help them create the best possible packaging. Uh, they can have a knowledge of what's out there and they can have um, understanding of this and that, but uh, they, need, they need some help. Um, and for, for them, knowing their partners are up to date on consumer research and packaging trends and industry happenings takes a burden off them because they can trust that their suppliers um, and their design firms understand their need and they understand what the industry is doing at the current moment and how to best help them um, both with speed to market um, or maybe with, uh, you know, with, with their costs or sure. any of those things. And so by reading brand packaging, brands um, and everyone who works with or, or for brands uh, can be on the same page or at least be closer to all on the same page of what makes packaging work for a brand. That's well put. Let's segue a little bit into um, now brand packaging. You're using your own writers, or you kind of are companies submitting their own articles to you for publication. Tell us a little bit more about that side of things. Sure. Um, simply put, I write some, and then we accept contributed pieces from industry experts. And I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I love including opinions from those who are daily in the trenches of packaging and branding and areas that we may know about, but we don't have that one-on-one experience with a client or with a brand. Um, so I like having the mix of being able to to do some myself and then as well um, hear from people who have even just so many you know, combined hundreds sure. of years of experience than um, I have in the field. For somebody that wants to know about what your topics are and things like this, I take it you've got an editorial kind of calendar that you guys post. Tell us where, where people could find that. That is online. Um, if you go to www.brandpackaging and then there's an advertise tab and um, you can see the topics that we typically cover and we work um, about two months in advance. So if anyone's interested in the topic, it's good to ask about it a little bit earlier than you think. Um, and they can, they can get an overview of the type of materials and um, categories in the market that we, we like to take a look at in depth. Oh, that's cool. And by the way, this is a totally unscripted, but I just got this from our friend Jan Varnes over at Brand Packaging. This month, mm-hmm. there is a buy one, get one free ad for the July issue. Half-page advertisers run half a page and get the other half-page um, free. And full-page oh. advertisers uh, run another full page. So it's a very, very cool thing. And if you want information, it's Jan Varnes. Her phone number is 847-405-4105. I just figured I'd throw that in while we were talking about that. Now, you've got, Laura, um, great analytics on your subscribers, visitors, and advertisers to brand packaging, because that's something we really pull a lot from, uh, which I think is just awesome. What can a company that is completely new to building a brand learn from using and subscribing, if you will, to brand packaging? You know, our audience is made up of both deeply experienced readers as well as those new, brand new to branding. And um, one thing we try to regularly do is run articles that focus on starting from the ground up and things like choosing a name or what packaging does for our brand or connecting with consumers, um, things like how to find and work with design and supply partners and so on. So we found that even our most knowledgeable experts like to read through those as a little bit of refresher or to have them on sure. hand to show brands who um, might not quite understand exactly where they need to be with packaging. And so um, those new to packaging, um, using packaging to sell their brand, or even those new to building a brand at all, like you said, will find content, hopefully, <laughs> that isn't over their head in the magazine. And um, I have to say, uh, 
other editors at BNP are always telling me that they pick up a copy of Brand willingly and actually read through it, which with trade magazines doesn't normally appeal right. to people outside the industry. And I, I, our, our art director is so much a credit there. It's, it's a good-looking book, um, if I say so myself, and he, he presents the content so well for all levels of brands. And we like seeing um, our faithful brands uh, grow as they get issue after issue of the book. Um, so, so I think there is something for everybody, especially our beginner brands, and then they can kind of take the steps up and get into the more in-depth articles as they, as they get a little bit more comfortable with packaging. Yeah, and that's another well, uh, another good point. And and uh, again, so many times um, the newbie doesn't even realize that colors matter or um, material matters or all those because not only brand packaging, uh, well, brand packaging is is kind of really geared towards not just I guess you could say consumers, but you get buyers and retailers mm-hmm. and suppliers mm-hmm. to them. So there's a mm-hmm. lot more there than than really meets the eye. And and props to you guys for doing that. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit more here about you've got an up, upcoming packaging that sells conference in Chicago in October. What is yeah. it? Who goes there? What can people learn from that? Because it's, it's been well received. Good. Um, I love I love packaging that sells. I love talking about packaging that sells. This October is going to be our 13th year of the conference, and it's going to be my fourth. So I'm already so excited for this year. Uh, I think there's what three, a little bit over three more months, um, which is kind of also depressing. Thinking at the end of the month, the year is coming that soon, but uh, <laughs> we'll be upon it shortly. Take a and trip up there year, just to look over the venue. Just anything to get to Chicago. Yeah. That's all I can say. Right. Exactly. Um, and each year we try to differ it very much in content so that our annual attendees always find something fresh and new and exciting at the show. And for those who have never been able to attend yet, um, PTS, it's a day and a half of engaging, um, we think, educational sessions uh, from industry experts. And, and we talk about topics ranging from how to introduce a new product line at shelf to redesigns um, to, you know, research and current trends and forecasting. And we've been working to get more and more brands on stage because it is so fantastic to hear from these powerful um learned figures from CPG companies, and, and it, it really benefits all who attend to have them on stage. And our design firms also bring so much to the table as well on stage. And um, our largest ascent of attendees does come from the brands. Um, and then we, we continue to match the audience, or the magazine's audience, with design firms next, and then suppliers and manufacturers in attendance. And um, we have a mini trade show on site to help brands and designers choose materials and technologies. Uh, we present our our Design Gallery Awards on the last day of the conference, um, which, by the way, I'm going to put a little plug here. Uh, if people want to submit to the Design Gallery, we now have um, those entries open until August 31st, and they can go to our website and find the link for that. And um, that will get them into the running, um, potentially, for the Design Gallery book, which comes out in December, and it also gets them into the running for our Five People's Choice trophies in my editor award. And so then um, really back to packaging that sells. (laughs) The agenda is online at packagingthatsells.com or you can just go to brand packaging and find the link. And right now people can save 200 if they register. So by all means, um, save money <laughs> and, and again and you've now. got and you've these are you know big brands Hershey's and and um, yeah. you know Smuckers and Heinz and Kraft Foods that that you just kind of you, you gleaned over it but I mean I really want to kind of um, emphasize that that um, for companies large and small I mean goodness gracious to learn from the big boys like that is is, is awesome 
yeah, it's it's a privilege to have those people there willingly giving their time and sitting down with people in our networking section, sessions and talking to them. Like, Bell, here I am using, you know, mushroom packaging and this right. is what it does for our company and this is how we save money and this is, you know, and so it's really it's really a um, experience you don't get in many other places. And that's at the famous Drake Hotel in October. Do you have the dates handy? If you don't, I didn't mean to throw you on it the spot. October, no, October 12th through 14th. I've been living packaging themselves lately. Uh, not that I complain, but October 12th <laughs> through 14th. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, it's time for a short break. Laura, I'll be back for our final segment where we can punch out, wash up, and wrap things up. So sit back, everybody. We'll be right back. Thanks. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've got a great product, and it's now on the store shelves at all the major big box retailers. So what's the problem? You are getting squeezed. Cost reductions are demanded from the retailers, and they are not letting up. So what are you going to do? You can give in and watch your margins disappear and hope you can make them up with other clients or with other products. You can say no and watch the retailers make deals with your competitors. Or you could say yes, because you've discovered a way to increase your margins and even get lost margins back. At StandUpPouches.net, we live and breathe flexible retail packaging. We have factories that can run as few as 5,000 pieces and scale to millions without any change in quality. We are ISO 9000 and ISO 14000 approved and offer complete supply chain solutions using our Ohio warehouse. Your retail packaging is the voice of your brand. Don't use inferior packaging. Choose packaging that not only protects, but keeps products fresher for longer while building your brand. To learn more, visit us at www.standuppouches.net or call us at 866-440-2123. Where is the best place to put your money? Rick Saylor with co-host Eric Hamburg will take the mystery out of investing in order to keep your hard-earned wealth performing and protecting to its maximum potential. Listen for Straight Talk, Clear Decisions, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinak. If you'd like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. Now, back to Ditch the Box. Welcome back, everyone, to Ditch the Box, our fourth and final segment. Once again, we're talking with Laura Zielinski, Editor-in-Chief of Brand Packaging. And in case you missed it, as a bonus to all advertisers, buy one ad, get one ad free, special with Brand Packaging's upcoming August issue. This closes on July 8th. Half-page advertisers run another half-page free of charge. Full-page advertisers run another full-page or run a full-spread at the same price. Unbelievable. Jan Varnes Brand Packaging. That is Jan Varnes. Her phone number is 
4105. A little commercial plug for our friends at Brand Packaging. So, Laura, let's talk about advertising opportunities with Brand Packaging. <laughs> Why should a company advertise with Brand Packaging? Um, simply put, if you want to be in front of the decision makers, you run in brand packaging. Uh, our brands are looking for design partners, and our designers are looking for materials, and brand packaging offers suppliers and designers the opportunity to influence these brand owners' um, specifications or the designers' specifications of products, technology, and services. Because you don't just have, you know, it's, again, it's you've got end users, of course, but, but you've got buyers and you've got suppliers mm-hmm. and you've got industry leaders. And so you've got this great mix. And I mean, again, just to emphasize, there's a, there's a real solid reason, um, obviously, to want to advertise with brand packaging. Mm-hmm. Now, what types of advertising are, you know, tell us, I know I rattled off the half page, the full page. I mean, anything there that you could kind of share with us as far as types of advertising? What I'm getting at is I remember that there are different levels and different programs like the webinar programs that you've got that's kind of sponsored content um you know tell us more about what other opportunities are out there certainly um and really uh you know there are so many possibilities and uh there there's a myriad of products that we have and we're we're very flexible, both BMP and brand packaging and what we can offer. So I'd be pretty accurate in saying nearly anything is possible. We have people coming to us all the time and saying, I want to do a Twitter sponsorship. I want to do this, um, like you said, sponsored content, things like that. I want I want this ad, but I want this here. And um, so really, um, whether a company wants print or they want digital, whether they're you know on a smaller or large budget or a smaller or large scale, um, whether it's just something pretty run-of-the-mill or they want a very custom option, um, our, our sales associates, Sam and Jan, can um, work with them on creating the right opportunity for whatever it is that they want to accomplish. So if you have an idea, uh, it, 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 gets, it gets brought up and we'll find a way to make it happen if it's what will help your company and it benefits um, and it will benefit you, and it's, it's something that we are able to, um, to tackle. So it doesn't hurt to ask, that's for sure. Well, let me just stay with that for a second. And I know, I know your side of the things with the advertising is really not in, in, in your wheelhouse per se, and that's what Jan and her team does. But so you mentioned something that I think it's important to really emphasize. You guys are very good at somebody coming to you fresh, like like us, and saying, "Look, I'm mm-hmm. trying to reach." this type of uh, an industry or this market in particular. And you guys are very good at saying, okay, we can go back and look to see what our demographics are of of our readers. Mm -hmm. We're able to kind of look to see who, um, you know, between buyers and, and, and sellers or past advertisers, whatever. You are very honest and open about, you know, would this be a, you know, a, a potential would this be a good use of money for somebody to spend? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge thing for companies that are kind of really deciding where do they spend their advertising dollars. It's not that easy. And and you guys really make it, um, you know, go out of your way to kind of make sure that, you know, people get, get their money's worth, if you will, which I think is, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty amazing. Thank you. So companies, big and small, you know, again, when it comes to writing and submitting articles and things like this with a publication like brand packaging, 
Take us through what a complete newbie, uh, somebody that's never written anything before, because that's usually where people are going to start, Laura, where you've got people mm-hmm. that are going to start writing an article. They just decide they're now going to start because they read something and said blogging is a good thing to do, um, or writing an article for brand packaging is a good thing to do. What should a newbie do that has no clue how to get started? Well, like you said, it can be very intimidating. I, I completely agree with you on that. And I would first advise um, the company to speak about what they're passionate about. And it, it sounds like that's obvious. Um, but at the same time, like you said, people just do it because they know that they need to and they know that um, sponsored content or native advertising or these things are so important right now and it's what's um, affecting brands most um, positively. So... But it is evident in the article um, if it's a topic they choose just because everybody else is talking about and it's the latest buzzword. Um, right. So, so first, first start out by choosing a um, a topic that's they're passionate about, and then the next step really um, either they can look at the media kit online, which we referenced before, brandpackaging dot com um, forward slash advertise. They'll find the twenty fifteen kit there, um, right. and the editorial calendars in there. They can do that, or they can get in touch with me. Um, I will say they should get in touch by email because um, I always I, I like to have that record there, and it, it makes it easier to hit deadlines and things like that. Um, totally. And it, it really it really helps editors out in any magazine um, to have that there. And, and patience key. Uh, I know even with you and I working together, I will get back with you. <laughs> as soon as You're my busy. Other players I are get out. it. I um, get it, every, but you no, always got back. Everybody yep. is, though. Everybody is so busy, and everybody's job is important, and we're all trying to get to the same end result. Um, sure. So, you know, it's it's just a matter of, um, you know, we're, we're going to work together, and we'll get it done. And so after they, they have a topic, um, um, it's good to send me a pitch. Uh, a press release with high-resolution images is really good to have. A lot of times, um, even... People send in full, complete, contributed pieces, and I'm I'm fine with that because there's a lot of times that we'll um, have all of a sudden a bigger folio that we can run more articles in, sure. and I find out you know a few days before close or something like that, um, and I pull from whatever I have to get it in the book that um, is good content. So if I have something on hand, your um, chances of moving up and how fast it gets into the magazine increase by that much more, um, and. If I have the images as well already, that that definitely helps, and and the back and forth, and it, it, like I said, everybody's busy, and it cuts out, um, you know, the contact that you have to keep going back and forth asking sure. what is a, what do we need, what materials, et cetera, things like that. Um, so you know, you know, people can look um, at the editorial calendar, and like I said a little bit earlier, we work about two months in advance. So find a topic that you like, find a month that you like to be in, um, and then just contact me a little bit earlier uh, than you would think um, we'd be producing the issue. And uh, we look for content that's educational, um, non-promotional, and companies can help themselves best, truly, by helping their readers. And it's exciting to talk about what you're doing at the company, and then there's nothing wrong with that. But um, and people know the level that I'm talking about. There's oh yeah, totally. Being, being able to show that you have capabilities versus look at me. Well, um, and that's so, such a you know, yeah. I, I didn't interrupt interrupt you there for a second, but it, you, I, I'm just going to jump on that. It, it, so many times people come to me because we write a lot, I write a lot, and I know you do, and 
And it's so difficult to try to explain that to people. You cannot write a commercial. This is not mm-hmm. a commercial. This is educational. We want to, if people are interested in what your knowledge brings to the table, and it's so, I don't know whether it's human nature to just kind of like start talking about why we're the greatest things to sliced bread or whatever it may be, but yeah. goodness, you got to, like, that's the first rule. Don't make it a commercial. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's exactly what I'm going to say because it turns readers off, and we don't want that. We want to see our companies that are in the book succeed. That's what we're here for is to help our partners and, and to help our readers learn the best things possible. So that's that's a key element right there. And we have an enjoyable, we have an enjoyable book. We have an enjoyable trade magazine topic, and it's, it's a delight to look at. Um, so really anyone who is interested in um, knowing more about advertising like we've been talking about or editorial, they can go to our contact page at www www.brandpackaging.com um, forward slash contact us and then you'll find our phone numbers and our email addresses and we want people to get in touch uh, we love hearing from our readers we love hearing from our suppliers and our designers and our brands and we'd love to help them share the story well, and that's the only way you get better when people are, again, when, when you've got people that are engaging um, back and forth, that's how you guys can make adjustments or tweak or keep think, doing great things like you're doing now. And, and, you know, again, that's the only way. So, like you said, you know, let, let you know, let you know. Yeah, Laura, exactly. we've, we've learned a ton. Um, I'm really, really grateful that you were here today. Laura can be reached at Z, it's Zielinski, it's Z-I-E-L-I-N-S-K-I-L at bnpmedia.com. And her phone number is 248-362-3700. Laura, we look forward to having you back sometime. This has been great. Thank you so much, David. No sweat. And that's all the time we have for the show. Thanks for joining us, folks, for another edition of Ditch the Box. Many thanks to my producer, Jamie Berling, and our executive producer, Winston Price at Voice America. Until next time, everyone, remember, it's your product. Package it properly. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to Ditch the Box. We're live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel. Please join David Marinak for another great show next week.